With the intense energies of this summer and the life-changing alignments of 2020 just around the corner, community and trusted guides are as important as ever. And that's why I have a very special offer for you as a podcast listener here today. You may have heard of our Inner Circle online membership community featuring live new and full moon forecasts, ceremonies to help you align your intentions with the moon cycle, and mastery class astrology teachings led by the world's best astrologers. And maybe you've even considered joining us before. If so, now is definitely the time to take action because enrollment is closing on July 31st and doors won't be open again until 2020. And as a podcast listener, you have an opportunity to join us now and lock in our founding member pricing of only $27 a month. The membership will be $37 a month for new members when we reopen in 2020. So now is the time to join us and lock in the lowest pricing we'll ever offer. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle or click the link in the show notes to join us today. And when you join us now, you're going to learn from astrologers like Adam Gainsberg, teaching you how to work with your personal Venus phase so you can shine your light in the world. Nadia Shah, guiding you to embrace your unique talents through working with your 6th and 12th houses. The legendary Rick Levine, teaching on cultivating balance in relationships and much, much more. I invite you to join us and see for yourself why 76% of our members say they feel a greater sense of purpose and meaning in their lives since joining the inner circle. Why 81% of our members say they feel a greater sense of community and belonging. And 88% say learning astrology is easier now more than ever because they've joined the inner circle. Remember, there's no contract and you can cancel your membership at any time. So trying it for a month is completely risk-free. If you want to join a supportive community of astrology lovers, get guidance from professional astrologers all year long, and learn astrology from the best astrologers in the world, then this is the community for you. The membership is suitable for all levels of astrological understanding, from newbies to veterans alike. And a note to our beloved existing members, your price will remain $27 a month as long as you stay in the membership. So for those of you who would like to join us, just go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle or click the link in the show notes and lock in your founding member price of $27 a month before doors close on July 31st. I'll see you on the inside. Hi there. My name is Amanda Poole-Walsh, and I am the founder of Astrology Hub. And I'm Donna Woodwell, Astrology Hub Senior Editor and Master Astrologer. And we're here for your weekly forecast for the week beginning on July 22nd. All right, Donna, tell us about this week. What is the major theme we'll be working with? Okay, well, in honor of all the fire going on this week, I say we choose the theme fire dancing because it sounds so much better than just, you know, playing with fire. Stick with the forecast. You'll see what I mean. All right, Donna. Interesting. Fire dancing. That brings up a great uh, visual. So let's talk about the week. All right. So on Monday, let's get cracking. The moon enters trailblazing Aries on Monday morning, followed by the sun into fiery Leo in the late afternoon. Now, with the sun in such a late degree of cancer in the early morning hours, it's not a good time to start something new like you normally would with the moon in Aries. But it's a great day to get all those nagging loose ends tied up so you can start with a clean slate or a clean desk or a clean house or, you know, clean pick, take your pick. Now, Tuesday's blessed by fire or what astrologers call a grand fire trine. The moon's in Aries, Mars in the sun are in Leo and Jupiter is in Sagittarius, all fire signs. Now, personally, I like fire. 
fire is pretty and it gets you enthusiastic and up and moving. But the downside is this. Fire is, well, fire. And having the fiery sun and the fiery Mars in fire sign Leo getting egged on by super expansive Jupiter in fiery Sagittarius is an awful lot of fire and heat for the midsummer months. So were I an astrological weather forecaster, I'd be really concerned about heat waves and wildfires during this summer season because fire is a powerful force and it deserves our respect. Now, as they say, there's only so far you can, well, tame a lion, in which case, fire sign Leo. It's still a lion. It's more than capable of eating you if you stop paying attention. So, you know, this is a season where we have to start talking about our relationship to things that are powerful and fiery or wild and what can and can't be tamed. You know, Amanda, fire is clearly a powerful force, and it certainly deserves our respect. I have a great story. <laughs> I tell the story when maybe I've had a little bit too much to drink because it like illuminates that, you know, just because you're really super smart doesn't mean that you do super smart things. So we had just moved into our first house and from an apartment complex that had its own little tiny fireplace. And because it was a little tiny fireplace, we had little baby starter logs to use in the little tiny fireplace. And so the new house had a gas fireplace. And if you've ever played the gas fireplace, uh, it you know pipes gas into the fire so that it will burn the wood more evenly. And so me being Virgo, I decided, oh, we don't need these fire logs anymore. And now granted, I was on a cliff rescue program out in the wilderness. So I am very familiar with what it takes to build a bonfire. And so I used all of my fire burning skills and I lined up the little starter briquettes in the gas fireplace with nice little air gaps between all of them. And I made a cute little pyramid out of them. And then I turned on the gas fire and lit it. And there was this noise. <laughs> you kind of know where this is going. This noise of <laughs> and the flames shot right up the fireplace flue and the whole house started to rattle on the inside of the fireplace because the flames were so high. And I was like, oh no. And my husband at the time came running around and was like, where's the fire extinguisher? And all we did was look around the house at all the boxes and had no idea which one it was packed in. So we together ran outside and went to go like knock on neighbors' doors to see if anybody had a fire extinguisher to put out what I had created. And when we turned back and pointed at the house, you could see the flames coming out the top of the chimney from the 30 feet below where the fire was. So again, I love fire. Fire is a great thing, but you have to respect it and you have to respect its ways and you have to pay attention when you're using it because it will teach you, you know, all kinds of things like responsibility and limits and paying attention and being mindful because when it doesn't, it gets out of control. So that's my fire story, Amanda. You know, I have a fire story too. I, I actually did that whole walking on fire thing. It, it was really interesting because what I found is when you, so you basically these, like they light these hot coals on fire and then you're just supposed to walk across them. And so one of the things, one of the keys to doing this and not getting burned is telling yourself that you can. So you literally, like as you're walking across, I had to be like, yes, 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 yes. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And what happened was there was this one time where I started walking across and then I changed my mind and decided to go back. And that 
was when I got burned. Anytime I went and I had confidence in myself and I, and I was telling myself I could do it and I was really clear in that, it was no problem. It was crazy, you guys. It was like, you don't feel it on your feet. And then that one time where I like lost my confidence, I lost my direction. I wasn't sure I wanted to keep going. I tried to turn around. It was like, ow, shoot. Like that was not the right move. So I mean, take from that experience what you want. Like we could extrapolate that and see what like symbolism there is for us there. But yeah, I mean, I, I've also had that inquiry of like, you know, there's that saying, you play with fire and you're bound to get burned. And I think that we have that tape running. And so it makes us like very risk averse, like some of us, you know, very risk averse. And there's truth in it too, though. You know, so it's like what you're saying with your fire in your house. It's like, there's truth. You have to respect that force. And yet, can we take that element of fire, that power, that passion and dance with it elegantly and beautifully? Fire and passion are closely aligned for a reason. So you could substitute passion in that sentence. Can we take the passion and dance with it elegantly? Because in essence, fire is the element that gives us life. It heats us up from the inside. It's our passion. It's our sexuality. It's it's that which, you know, heats up, transforms, and transmutes what we do. And when we don't have enough of it, we feel stuck and we feel sludgy. And so I think it's a great thing to consider during, we're kind of in fire season right now. So let's all learn how to dance with it. Exactly. I, yes. <laughs> I think you start though with these like these ball things like you don't get to start with fire you have to actually learn how to dance and then they like start lighting things on fire but you got to get to a certain point of maybe that's a clue that if you're gonna learn how to dance go start small and build up from there so okay Wednesday's winds are certainly shifting Overnight and early morning hours, there's a tense cardinal T-square. That just means that the Pluto and Capricorn is opposite retrograde Mercury and Venus and Cancer, and they're both being pulled on by the Aries moon. We've had several T-squares over the last couple of weeks. And it's a mouthful to say. So let's break it down. Basically, it's an emotional desire to get moving forward. And that's what fire likes us to do. It wants us to keep moving forward. But it's caught in between the real world power structures and authority on one side and a sense of tribe and clan and what the family wants on the other. And it's happening right in the middle of the night for the Western Hemisphere. So hopefully most people in the Western Hemisphere are going to sleep through it. But how this plays out on the Eastern side of the globe, you know, well, I guess we're going to find out if there's any kindling laid. This could be some difficult time for some people. The evening hours bring the last quarter moon, which is another example of breaking down old structures to build something new. So there's several things piling up on Wednesday to Thursday that give me a little bit of pause. But at least by Thursday, the moon has moved into Taurus. And that's usually where the moon is happy, contented camper. But, you know, in the morning hours, as her peace is disturbed by freedom-loving Uranus and then squaring off with feisty Mars. Thursday morning, I have this image of my dog. My dog, Autumn, is a feisty little puppy. She actually happens to be a Taurus. But when she's sleeping peacefully, if she gets startled out of her nice little sleep, you might get a growl or even a little nip from her. And hence why they say, let sleeping dogs lie. In any case, you might see some folks on Thursday morning, you know, growling and nipping if like their comfort zone is disturbed or they feel crowded out of where they're, you know, as they say, in the zone, um, especially when it's fueled by this impatient, impulsive fire energy. Now, 
There's also a Mars-Jupiter trine heating up to exact on Thursday. And that just means, uh, in astrology terms, they call it perfecting. Now, Mars and Jupiter together is usually a great aspect for getting businesses up and running. I'm just not sure how that fits in to the dark moon and so close to the eclipses that we, that we are right now. But still, I mean, if your business helps people work through their shadowy bits or helps you get to the bottom of things that uh, you otherwise might see, I don't know, this Mars-Jupiter alignment might have some potential for even, you know, launching new businesses and things. Anyway, it's just something to think about. It's just a good time to think about putting shadows to use. You know, they can be really rich ground for your personal exploration. And, you know, sometimes I think we forget that plants and things that are living grow from dirt. What is dirt? It's dead things that have decayed and are now being reborn. And to embrace those places where, and times where things need to decay and lie fallow because that's what often produces new life and new growth. And we need both parts of the process to thrive. So on to the weekend. Now, Friday's moon in Taurus, trines Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, and then sextiles the retrograde Mercury and Venus in Cancer. So hopefully the moon's going to act as a good mediator between these opposing forces of clan and tribe on one side versus institution and ecology on the other side. So in Taurus, the moon reminds us that we all have basic needs. We have needs for safety and for good food and for pleasure. And when all of those needs are being met, well, you know, it naturally releases a little bit of the pressure from the system. And the same is true for individuals as well as societies. So it's a good time to ask yourself, you know, are your own basic needs being met? Are you fulfilling them if no one else is? And if not, what can you do to change that? Because if you don't meet those basic needs, it is hard to continue to move forward and thrive in healthy ways. Does that make sense? It does, Donna. And I, I think this is a great thing for everybody to think about in terms of needs, because so many of us have a really challenging relationship with our needs. And think about this, like, do you ever have needs that you feel you shouldn't have, or they're sort of annoying to you? Like, why do I even need that? Or um, that you don't feel like you're valuable enough to actually have that need met, like you haven't earned it, you don't deserve it. It, really think about that. A, a lot of times people also have um, you know, the feeling that having a need is like a sign of weakness. And so they don't want to ask for help or they don't want to ask for what they need. And in any case, when we're not getting our basic needs met, it's going to cause a deficit in our energy. It's going to make us less of ourselves. And so getting to a place, and oh, there's another one. Sometimes people expect other people to know what they need. And so if they're not giving you what you need, it's like, well, they don't want to, or they're withholding, or I don't deserve it or whatever. But a lot of times people just don't know what you need because they need what they need and they don't know what you need unless you ask them for what you need. And so there's, there's a whole thing around how to actually get to a place where you can ask for what you need, identify it, ask for it, feel worthy of getting it. And so I, it sounds like to me, this is a good time for us to start thinking about those things. All very valuable questions to ask yourself today. Okay, so on to Saturday. As, as days go, Saturday's a breeze. 
quite literally, the moon sails into happy-go-lucky, airy Gemini. So there's a crescent moon hanging in the pre-dawn sky, making her last curtain call until the next moon cycle starts. So it's another good day for running errands or just puttering around the house and enjoying the day, wrapping up the old stuff so that you're ready for the new cycles. Also on Saturday, Venus enters fun-loving Leo in the evening hours. So can you say date night? Definitely reserve Saturday night. Go out, do something fun and playful. Venus in Leo is incredibly warm-hearted and generous and likes to play. Finally, on to Sunday, last day of the week. In the wee hours of the morning, the Gemini moon is opposing Jupiter and sextiling Mars. So if you're like me, Sometimes you like wake up at like 3.30 or 4 in the morning and you just have this crazy urge and idea that it's just time to start and make progress on a project. I know from my Chinese medicine that our adrenal glands tend to fill themselves up around that time in the morning. And sometimes if they get a little overzealous, you can have a shot of energy right in the middle of the night when you don't need it. Some people use it to panic and get themselves caught in you know thought loops that you can do nothing about at four o'clock in the morning unless you get up and actually embrace it and go get some work done. So this day is actually doubly so because it's being fueled by the aspects that are in the sky. So if this is you, you feel the call to get up. I say follow the urge when it strikes because in just a few hours, five or six hours from then, the moon is going to square off with Neptune and then immediately turn void for another 20 hours until Monday morning. So if you've got stuff to do this weekend, I mean, the prime time is like three, four in the morning on Sunday to about 11 o'clock on Sunday, and it's really productive, and then there's just fizzle for the rest of the day. So you might as well just time shift a little bit. Go with the, if you want to go with the natural flow, that's how you do it, and spend the rest of the afternoon being lazy, kicking back, no, feeling feeling good, feeling grounded and superior that you did all your work already. And and um, you can go into Monday well prepared because you've done all your work already. How's that for a wrap up? That is fantastic. And for those of you who follow this podcast and have been listening for the last four weeks to the forecast episodes, you know that we have announced that this is actually going to be Donna's last episode here on the forecast. And she is moving on to focus 100% on her teaching and uh, both with Astrology Hub through all of our um, astrology chart reading courses, and then also through the development of her own magic school. And uh, we have just loved having you, Donna, on this forecast. Thank you so much for everything that you've contributed, all the teaching, all of the guidance, all of the humor. Um, it has been so much fun to kick this podcast off with you. I mean, we, we started it together in December and it's amazing how we can start things and then they, they create a life of their own. You know, they become something that we never even imagined. And so we will be welcoming Stormy Grace onto the podcast next week. Stormy is amazing. If you are unfamiliar with her work, you can check her out on YouTube. You can look at episode 17 where we did a full episode with her. Um, she also was a teacher for our Your Soul Purpose course, and the audience loved her. She's been forecasting on YouTube for six years. She loves forecasting. She loves giving people guidance um, weekly. And so I think you're really, really, really going to enjoy her. And of course, we're going to miss you. It's like, a, it's like one of those like perfectly uh, described bittersweet moments for me. Well, Amanda, I love you too. 
And I will always love you. And I'm not actually leaving. I'm just leaving this little podcast, which has been super fun. And I have the privilege of being able to hand my baton to someone who is amazing and wonderful. And the conversation will continue in such fantastic ways that it can't possibly be too sad other than, you know, I will miss you. And you know what? I already talked to to Stormy about it. I'm sure I'll be back when she wants to take a vacation because, you know, she'll have backup now. (laughs) She'll have backup when she needs a break. (laughs) Oh, that's so great. I love that. And whenever we have those like core episodes where we need to like explain something about astrology, like we, Donna's my go-to. It's like, Donna, we need an eclipse episode. Let's talk about that. Donna, we need an episode on like, what happens if people don't have their birth time? Like, what are their options? Donna, can you do an episode on that? So that will definitely continue. I know that I will be continuing to feature and, and interview Donna on Thursday episodes. Yeah, it's going to be great. And then of course, I'm going to be hanging out at Astrology Hub, teaching classes. I'm going to be at Magic School. You can check out what's going on there at magicandmastery.com. There's plenty of, I don't feel like I'm actually leaving. I'm just shifting a little bit. So it's, uh, the adventure continues and I'm so very excited. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you again for everything that you've done to help us get where we're at today. Um, Astrology Hub and this podcast would not be what it is without you. So thank you very, very much. All right, everybody. So some takeaways for this week. We are working with this idea of fire and learning how to fire dance, learning how to walk on fire, learning how to how to uh, play with fire, but not burn your house down. <laughs> yeah, not burn our house down, play with fire, but not get burned. I mean, a lot of different things that we can, uh, visuals we can pull up for that. But really, it's all about our relationship to passion, our relationship power, our relationship to heat, you know, and, and how that, how we work with that in our lives. Uh, the midweek is, could feel tense. Give people and things space. Don't Again, don't go in and meddle um, with the growling dog that just got woken up from the sleep. Um, just give people a little bit of space. And I think that for me, the, the, the weekend seems, you know, we have a, a sweet Saturday. We have that void, of course, on um, Sunday with some productive time mixed in. So it's, it's kind of a nice, like balanced weekend for us. And then I can't end without, without um, the exclamation point on Donna, we love you. Thank you so much for everything you've contributed. And um, yes, this is Donna's last forecast episode. Next week, you'll be hearing from your new forecast co-host, Stormy Grace. Donna, is there anything that you want to say now before we sign off? You know, when they land on the moon, I'm sure they give a lot of thought into the first saying <laughs> that were recorded for all of history. My only thought is, I hope you all truly continue to dive into the cosmic curriculum every day, every week as part of your life. Astrology has enlivened my life in so many amazing and magical ways. I know it can do the same to you if you're willing to open yourself up to the cosmic vibe and let it touch your heart and dance with it. Mm, I love that, Donna. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, for being a part of our community, and as always, for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. With the intense energies of this summer and the life-changing alignments of 2020 just around the corner, community and trusted guides are as important as ever. And that's why I have a very special offer for you as a podcast listener here today. 
You may have heard of our Inner Circle online membership community, featuring live new and full moon forecasts, ceremonies to help you align your intentions with the moon cycle, and mastery class astrology teachings led by the world's best astrologers. And maybe you've even considered joining us before. If so, now is definitely the time to take action because enrollment is closing on July 31st and doors won't be open again until 2020. And as a podcast listener, you have an opportunity to join us now and lock in our founding member pricing of only $27 a month. The membership will be $37 a month for new members when we reopen in 2020. So now is the time to join us and lock in the lowest pricing we'll ever offer. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle or click the link in the show notes to join us today. And when you join us now, you're going to learn from astrologers like Adam Gainsberg, teaching you how to work with your personal Venus phase so you can shine your light in the world. Nadia Shah, guiding you to embrace your unique talents through working with your 6th and 12th houses. The legendary Rick Levine, teaching on cultivating balance in relationships and much, much more. I invite you to join us and see for yourself why 76% of our members say they feel a greater sense of purpose and meaning in their lives since joining the inner circle. Why 81% of our members say they feel a greater sense of community and belonging. And 88% say learning astrology is easier now more than ever because they've joined the inner circle. Remember, there's no contract and you can cancel your membership at any time. So trying it for a month is completely risk-free. If you want to join a supportive community of astrology lovers, get guidance from professional astrologers all year long, and learn astrology from the best astrologers in the world, then this is the community for you. The membership is suitable for all levels of astrological understanding, from newbies to veterans alike. And a note to our beloved existing members, your price will remain $27 a month as long as you stay in the membership. So for those of you who would like to join us, just go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle or click the link in the show notes and lock in your founding member price of $27 a month before doors close on July 31st. I'll see you on the inside. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.